My name is Michelle Brenner, and I'm your host. From the Source aims to answer the question of what tech jobs are really like, both the good and the boring. Today, we're going to hear from Maya Harrington. Maya, can you tell us about your current job and how long you've been doing it? Hi, I'm Maya. I've been a web designer and front developer for three years, um, working for myself. What does an average day look like for you? I wake up around 10 a.m. I like to sleep in most of the mornings. I then go through my emails fairly quickly to see if there's anything urgent I need to respond to, but I try not to tackle them as soon as I wake up. I take the time to have a good breakfast, take a shower, and then I tackle my emails, which are sometimes numerous and sometimes I have no emails, which is great. Uh, Then I start working on either a project I'm working on or start a new project, usually just by looking at some inspiration images if I'm designing a new website or if there was a coding issue that I was stuck on last day, like the day before, then I would usually try to tackle it again with a fresher brain. Uh, then I usually work on that for two or three hours straight and then have lunch. And usually I kind of feel a bit, you know, the after lunch slump. So I take my time to get back to work. So I go on social media uh, look again at my emails very quickly, but try not to answer to any of them. And go back either on the project that I was working on in the morning, but sometimes I like to switch it up and work on another project just so that, you know, it, it kind of, my brain works better if I multitask during the day. And I try to stop at around 6 or 7 p.m. It happens that I work after dinner. and that's probably not the best thing, but I'm actually pretty productive in the evening, and I could keep on working until 2 a.m., but I try not to lately. And, yeah, I guess that's the end of my day. Uh, Have you had a favorite uh, long-term project? I I started filming tutorials, uh, mostly for my clients, but now I've actually started publishing them on YouTube, mostly how to design on um, Squarespace, which is you know, web design platform for, I guess, non-techy people mostly, and just teaching people how to set up their website, what do they have to think about. Um, so that's been a very cool project that I've been working on. Cool. If our listeners want to find your videos, where can they find them? If you search my Heritage on YouTube, you would find me. If not through my Instagram, you can find my YouTube. What was your biggest learning curve when moving from a day job to running your own business? I think the whole setup, you get a lot of information from everywhere, you know, the taxes, uh, do you need to have an LLC, do you have to, how do you pay your taxes, which is kind of mind-boggling here, uh, how how do you get paid the best way, how not to get, you know, ripped off by people who are hiring you, so it's a whole, like the coding part, the designing part is actually the easiest part for me, it's more Am I doing things right, you know, in the business part? Um, That's probably the most daunting. Did you have any advisors or did you go to any uh, online resources that really helped you when trying to figure that out or just kind of just trial by fire? I think at first it was a lot of bloggers, Instagrammers, YouTubers that I was kind of 
either reaching out to um, or watching videos or reading blogs, a lot of people I just reached out to kind of out of the blue. Uh, I guess you could call it a called email. Uh, just, hey, I'm starting a business in the same vein as your business. Could you give me any advice? Uh, and at first I was very shy about reaching out. And a lot of people actually were very nice and gave me a ton of advice, jumped on the call with me. Uh, which was amazing. And I felt also very overwhelmed by all of that information. So I think after two or three years, I have mastered it in some way, but there's always more to learn. Um, I, yeah, I, I guess cold emailing was the best one for me. Uh, or on LinkedIn, you just look up people that are maybe in your circle that have started their own business um, or web design agency and just reach out to them and just, you know, be honest about what you need from them. Maybe also try to provide some value of your own, however you can. It sounds very encouraging that you kind of reached out to the community and they reached back and really were helped to help you build you up. That sounds really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And actually I forgot to mention tech ladies. Um, it's like a Facebook group um, that had started around the time that I started and I've had a lot of support from them as well. Um, which you know I can expand on, but they're they've been really great. Can you tell us uh, what you like about Tech Ladies? What they've helped you with? If people want to join Tech Ladies, that sort of thing. Yeah, um, I guess it's just a Facebook group. Like you have a lot of them on Facebook, but they have a couple of screening questions, but not that many. And it's mostly women in tech who can be working in different roles it doesn't have to be a developer it can be a designer it can be a marketing manager but they'll work in that field and they're very open to answering questions that you might have and it's a bit of a give and take right like you can't just ask questions you also have to provide answers if you know how to answer somebody's question and it's it's I saw it at that point when I was starting almost as a support group of if I have a question I have someone to ask and they won't make fun of me you know I know it sounds a bit stupid but I felt very intimidated by people who had it it seemed like all figured out so I was like you know try not to kill me but this is the stupidest question type of thing and it ended up not being a stupid question you know it ended up being something that a lot of people were interested in so I felt almost like I almost helped other people who might have been too shy to ask the question as well. Yeah, that's definitely the benefit of asking questions in open forum and being brave enough to ask those questions, that there are other people that are, you know, suffer the same kind of imposter syndrome and the kind of fear. And uh, it helps, I feel like it helps everyone to see those questions being answered. So that's, that's really cool. Yeah. What is the most boring but essential part of your job? Emails. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think that it's not glamorous. It's not fun. Um, a lot of times I feel like I'm repeating myself or you know I'm I don't like to sell my services I guess and that's almost cringing sometimes for me um but I have to do it you know it's 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 not fun and I actually the way that I beat the system in that sense is I have almost um canned answers or canned emails in my Gmail and in my notes, when it starts to be the same type of questions, I just copy and paste and kind of personalize it to the person who's asking me. Cool. It sounds like you've 
uh, built up a lot of structure to help yourself, both with, you know, how you spend your day, how you interact with your clients to make it more of a easier process and less ad hoc. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all about the systems, to be honest. Um, I think that's what's going to save your time and your brain, (laughs) you know, uh, you could go insane by like repeating all the same things all the time and, the structure is needed, but to be honest, it does happen to me to sleep until noon. You know, if I worked until 2 or 3 a.m. or even if I watched a TV show, I'm not going to lie, <laughs> you know. Um, and that's also, I guess, the, the plus side of working for yourself, that you can kind of, you know, restructure your day however it works for you. Are there any skills you find the most essential on a day-to-day basis? People skills. <laughs> uh, that's a big one because... Um, I have a lot of clients just call me up kind of out of the blue or they're very stressed out, you know, something broke on their website or they can't understand something and they can be aggressive. You know, I've learned not to take it personally because a lot of times it's just, you know, they're just very stressed out. Um, And so, you know, trying to keep, stay calm almost for them and try to think about the best way to respond is huge. And I used to be extremely shy in the beginning. And now you just kind of have to stand your ground and say the things that you have to say without being scared, I guess. Do you feel like you've lost the fear of losing clients because you're more confident in your skills? And now you feel like you can push back a little more, but also, you know, help them with what they need? Definitely. Um, I think that it's better to have a good client that you kind of stood up to or that you feel comfortable working with than the client that you're almost afraid to talk to or email and feel like you're not valued uh, properly. You know, if they try to negotiate your rates at a rate that you, you would never charge anyone that, you know, um, you definitely need to push back and it, it will be great at the end. Like I know, I understand that you have, you need the money, you have to pay your bills but you don't want to feel miserable working every day for that client because that's part of why I became, you know, worked for myself in the beginning. Are there any skills that you were advised to have or you thought were necessary that you don't use at all? I don't think so. Um, I, I think that I, I do use a lot of skills that I didn't think I would need. But I do use, you know, all of the coding skills, all of design skills, all the social media skills that I didn't know I had either. So I I think it's more, it it depends on the days, really. But I don't think there are any skills that I feel like I learned for nothing. Maybe maybe algorithms, to be honest, because I'm not a backend developer. And I've never, I've trained on them. I took classes on them and I've never felt like I needed them but mostly because I don't work in the back end so that's the biggest one yeah that makes sense when you want to learn something new technically how do you go about it I've learned that lynda.com and treehouse are pretty good resources um, if I'm not sure about where to learn something I usually ask you know a community that is in that field if for example social media is a whole other beast that I'm trying to tackle so I've reached out to a lot of, I guess, social media experts and, you know, even paid for consulting calls to try to learn from them and how to best learn it so that I don't, you know, watch 
10 YouTube videos that will never teach me anything instead of someone pointing me to the right direction and be like, this is what you need to learn. It will only take you 15 minutes. There's a lot of different resources online, especially for technical skills. Have you found Pay for Consulting gives you a much better result, like a really good return on your investment? I think so, uh, mostly because I can talk it out with the person and they can almost advise me in a very personalized way of where I'm lacking skill. My yeah, Sorry, I'll start again. <laughs> um, I think so because the professional consultant is an expert in their field, so they know exactly what I would need to learn and where to learn it. It you know, it is an investment for sure. And there are a ton of resources that are free out there. But if you value your time at some point, you know, you can learn how to code in a year or you can learn how to code in six months. It really depends on your goals, really. So it sounds like it's really helped you reduce the amount of time because you got very focused, very personal information when you were doing that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I used to read and watch everything that would come at me and you know I haven't counted the hours but I'm pretty sure it's quite a bit when I could have been doing something else or even just sleeping you know the best activity Uh, it's my favorite that's why I keep on mentioning (laughs) (laughs) being a founder are you planning to grow your team I have hired in the past and I do have some people that I reached out to regularly Um, even for things that I know how to do, but I know they'll do it so much faster than I will. And I guess it is a repetitive theme for me of saving time and trying to optimize my time, but it's, it's vital almost. Um, I think I would like to have maybe one person that would handle my social media and maybe like a graphic designer, because those are the two things that are sucking up my time sometimes. And I'm not always enjoying doing. Uh, have you thought about how you plan to find the right people? To be honest, Instagram. <laughs> um, I feel like, you know, I'm always on it. And you can, even more so if I'm hiring someone for social media, I kind of want to see how they handle their own presence, I guess. Um, and someone that I can connect with on a personal level more than a professional level, because I'll probably be interacting with that person on a weekly basis. And maybe I'll ask around some people that I see are doing great and I know they have a team. You know, how did you go about in hiring your person? When you're uh, mentoring or people ask you for questions, uh, what's the number one question people ask you? Well, I've been traveling around the world for the past three years. So a lot of people ask me, how did you get to that? You know, how do you handle work? and traveling and remote contact with your clients. So that's the biggest question. How do you handle when you travel and you're kind of outside that routine and everything's a little less structured? Well, I try to have morning and evening routines that are very similar wherever I am. Um, You know, it, it could be just scrolling through Instagram in the morning and reading in the evening, but just know that those two things are happening. Um... I also try to time block my days wherever I am. So if we're traveling, it's usually half a day visiting and half a day working kind of intensively. And that's why I always refer to time management and how to best optimize your time is just 
if you can work very efficiently for five hours, you have the rest of the day to visit, to do whatever else you want, basically. Yeah, that sounds, sounds great. Yeah. Can you tell me about what you, your next step in your career is, what you'd like to do next, maybe about more growing your business? Maybe hire one or two people that could help me out. That's the first one. The second one would probably try to reach out to higher paying clients or bigger companies um, to be more of a constant, maybe not employee, but contractor with them so that I have constant work and I don't have to worry about getting more business, which is always the worry for founders. If you don't mind, if our listeners want to reach out, where can they find you on social media? On Instagram, I'm way too much on it, but it's at Maya underscore Harriton, and I'll probably respond within a day. Are there any other technical organizations that you enjoy being a part of that you'd like to recommend to our audience? Definitely Women Who Code. Even if you're a newbie, even if you're a very seasoned developer, or you're just very interested in that field, I would definitely recommend going to their meetups. I believe it's free. And they do algorithm classes. They do all kinds of different classes in tech in many cities around the U.S. I don't know if it's worldwide, but maybe. And uh, it's been very supportive. A lot of people there have different levels, so you, you would feel comfortable anyway. And I even volunteered to teach algorithms, um, even though I hated it, mostly to motivate myself to learn them. So... If I was able to, you know, go in front of tons of people to teach them something that I wasn't comfortable in, I'm pretty sure you would love it. Awesome. Uh, I can add that I'm actually a part of uh, Women Who Code. They do have um, chapters all over the world, and I really like their newsletter. Um, definitely, so definitely sign up for that. It has lots of information in it about conferences and jobs and cool things that other women are doing in tech. So I can, I can also recommend that. Thanks for being on the show today, Maya. To keep up to date on upcoming episodes or to continue the conversation, please follow us on Twitter at FromSourcePod. If you'd like to share your journey with our audience or have any questions about the podcast, please email me at FromTheSourcePod at gmail.com.